Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. Turn around to three people, three people, and tell them, I love Jesus and you. Let's go. I love Jesus and you. Let's go. Come on. Three people, three people. Uno, dos, tres. Three people. Three people. And you can be, can be seated for a little while. Hey, I know what the problem is. Football was yesterday and nobody had a great day. That's what I know what the problem is. Georgia even struggled with Tennessee, and y'all sitting walking up in here like football determines your God. Nah, praise God. I'm just kidding, y'all. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's college football. So uh, I, I'm, I'm honored to be with you today. Thank you for being here. I got some help on the stage this morning. Y'all give it up for my help first and foremost today. Come on. These guys are on it. You can go ahead and turn your inner on your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Today, as uh, I'm going to move quickly through this, but I got a quick announcement I need to make. We hadn't made a big announcement at Radiate in quite a while, but we got a big announcement to make today. How many of you know that every single year, maybe this is, maybe you haven't been uh, at Radiate since last October, maybe you have, uh, but every year, the last week of October, we do a full week of serving opportunities throughout the week. We call it You Matter Week. We've called it about 10 different things, to be quite honest with you, but we've settled the past two years on You Matter Week because that's our thing we want people to know that what they they matter and and I want to thank you for giving the way that you give and being so generous because you allow us to show people that for instance this past Friday we had an opportunity to bring lunch and provide lunch Chick-fil-a Christian chicken uh, lunch to the teachers at this very school and so we were honored to do that but you matter week and and I told the staff a few weeks ago I said I want to go big one of our core values is go big or go home and I don't care if it's on the wall I want to do it down the hall because if it's on the wall and you don't do it down the hall, then it's just lip service and who cares about that? You know what I'm saying? And so I want to go big or go home this year. I want to do something bigger and better and different than we've ever done to reach our community. And so we've done it. And so we've locked something in. And so on October 28th is when we start You Matter Week. Now listen to me. I need your help is why I'm telling you this. October 28th, we have what we're going to call the You Matter Kickoff. Okay, It's going to be a blowout celebration, outdoor stage, radiate worship, maybe some other friends, a full-out service, bounce houses, food truck rallies around the place, right? We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have fun, loud music playing. It's going to be crazy. whole community is invited, but here's the kick. It's not here. We rented the Lugolf Elgin High School football stadium to do it out there so that we got room for thousands of people to show up from Kershaw County. Y'all ain't excited. Come on now. You better go big or go home. Rented the whole stadium out for the day. It's ours. We're bringing in a trailer light. We're bringing in all that stuff. Here's the thing, right? So you're sitting there going, man, what time? I will release all the details at the end of the, at the, uh, uh, this week. I think tomorrow, actually. All the details to the community comes out tomorrow. But here's the deal. We will not, listen to me, we will not have morning services on October 28th. 
Because we are amping up, praying, fasting, believing, preparing, and getting ready for over a thousand people to join us that afternoon and meet Jesus that day in the community. We're here for Kershaw County. We ain't here for us. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I told him, I said, I don't care what it costs. I don't care what we got to do. We will reach this community, and let's do something to show them that we care, right? So the, October 28th, we're going all out for this thing. It's going to be awesome. And that's on the heels of the Beautifully Broken Conference for our women that are ha- this happening right here in two, day- two weeks. Two weeks. Over 125 women, I think it's close to 200 women, have signed up for that conference on a Saturday afternoon already. Don't tell me God ain't doing something in this place. If you need some invites or information, stop by. It's on the tables on the outside on your way out. Grab those, but grab invites to Radiate Church too because we are not just a consumer, but we're contributors and we want to bring people with us. So I got to get moving because I know what time it is. Let's get moving. We're in week five of Going Pro. Week five of Going Pro. And uh, I want to talk to you. Have you ever noticed, I was talking about sports earlier, I was talking about Tiger Woods. Have you ever noticed this? Tiger Woods, listen to me, Tiger Woods, this is crazy, guys. Tiger Woods has won 14 golf majors in his career. You know who's number one on the list? He's number two. You know who's number one? Jack Nicklaus. You know how many? He's won 18 golf majors in his career. I'd say that's a pretty doggone good golf career, right? He probably knows what he's doing. But you know what I noticed, right? I also noticed Tom Brady in the NFL. Tom Brady has won five Super Bowls. Five, some, of y- some of y'all like, yeah, he's cute. <laughs> that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't why I want you to notice him, ladies, okay? But he's won five Super Bowls. I want to make sure I got my numbers right. He's got five Super Bowl wins to his name. He's been to eight. The dude is five and three in the biggest game that he'll ever play in his life, right? Crazy good. I mean, just nasty good. You know what I learned about both of those guys? Tiger Woods has a swing coach. He's got somebody that he pays. He pays. And he don't pay them like $100 a week pays. You know, because that's all I can afford. And so I just, I'll give you $100 to teach me how to hit the ball. No, that's what I would do. He pays them well, full time, every day. Spend hours with me teaching me how to hit the golf ball right. You've won 14 majors, buddy. Don't think you need one. Get this. Not only does does Tom Brady have the coaching staff of the New England Patriots. Listen, he's got a personal quarterback coach. Won five Super Bowls. Been to eight. Got a personal quarterback coach. You know why? Here's Here's the principle for the day. Pros pay for criticism. Amateurs get offended by it. Pros will pay somebody to tell them what they're doing wrong. But amateurs will sit down and write notes based on what they need to do differently so that they can get better. They don't get a... Amateurs will go, hey, don't tell me that. You can't... I've won five Super Bowls. You can't tell me what to do. I know how to spin the, the leather. Amateurs look at their, their swing coach and go, don't tell me, I've won 14 majors. I'm about to catch up to Jack Nicholas. Yeah, I've been irrelevant for five years. Who cares? I just came back and won, had 20,000 people following me to a dog on green to make a putt. Don't tell me how to hit the ball. I know how to hit the ball. Pros pay for that stuff. So, so here's the last point of, of today is we have to always be learning. I want us to look at the greatest storyteller in the universe. And as you can tell, we're in church, so that's Jesus. 
He really was one of the greatest storytellers in the universe. He was one of the greatest guys to ever tell parables. And he told a parable. Here's what a parable was. It was a kingdom principle wrapped up in a story to teach you how to, how to apply the kingdom principle in your life. But we focus on that, but we forget a lot of times. We forget that in Mark 4 and 11, it says this. To you, he was saying to them, which is disciples, he said, to you, it has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside get everything in parables. So here's what he said. He looked at his top guys, his, 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 his circle of guys. He said this. He said, you guys get the mysteries of the kingdom. Here's why they got the mysteries. Wouldn't it be good to get the inside details sometimes, right? You know where some of the greatest conversations have happen? Around a table, don't they? Go to lunch with people, you know, on your lunch break, and you sit around. Even if you're laughing the whole time, you have good conversations that you go and tell your wife about later, right? And you laugh about, right? Or you figure out the problems in the whole world based on the conversation that happened around the table. You know what I'm saying? Great conversations happen. Here's why the disciples, okay, got the inside details. It wasn't because of what they proved. It was because of where they sat. They sat at the table with the king and opened their ears more than they opened their mouths. They looked at, Let me give you an example of some of the conversations that Jesus and the disciples had, okay? Jesus and the disciples literally had this conversation. They're trying to do something. Peter steps out of a boat, steps out of a boat, walks on water for a few steps, and then starts sinking, and here's Jesus' response. Why did you doubt? Jesus, I stepped out of the boat. But why did you start doubting? He looked at him several times, and this was a phrase that he said to him. He looked at him and he said, you of little faith. They were asking him one time. They said, Jesus... We tried to pray the demon out of that child, out of that person, right? We couldn't do it. You show up, and it's like you breathe on them, and the demon flees, right? Why couldn't we do that? You told us we'd be able to do things like that. Why couldn't we do that? Here's why. Jesus looks at him and says, because you don't fast and pray enough. Here's the thing. We think that all the guys that hung out and sat at the table with Jesus just got fed like fruit roll-ups all the time and didn't have hard conversations. But the entire time, Jesus is having you a little faith. You didn't fast and pray enough. You didn't believe enough. You didn't do this enough. Why did you doubt? All these things. He had hard conversations with the disciples. Here's why. It's, not, it's because they were willing to learn more than they were trying to prove that they were right. They were willing to look at Jesus and go, I just need you to critique me. I just need you to help me get better at life. Here's part of our stalling out issue when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. Because most of us would sit here and say, I want to grow. And if you have a relationship with Jesus in any capacity for any amount of time, most of us would say this. I want to grow into my relationship with Jesus. I want to do better. I want to give more. I want to serve more. I want to pray more. I want to get on that level of understanding scripture more. I want to think creatively like that. All those things. But the stalling out issue is this. Are we listening or are we sitting at the right tables? Let me put it that way. Are we sitting at the right table? He looked and he said, you guys are sitting at my table. You guys sit at my table. So therefore, because you're sitting at my table, you get a knowledge that nobody else has access to. 
Because I trust you and I know that you believe and I know that you're going to listen and I know all these things are going to happen. But here's the problem is that is that most times we will remain at a table that we shouldn't be at and then complain about never going to another level. We'll surround ourselves with people. We'll sit at the table with people that would rather talk bad about everything rather than uplift somebody. We'll sit at a table where people would rather (laughs) down our authority in this world and complain about everything they do rather than look at them and go, I'll pray for them in the, in the meantime. There's a difference. There's a difference. Listen to me. There's a difference in gossiping and complaining and, 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 and lifting somebody up and sharing your heart. There's a difference. Here's what gossip is. Gossip is telling someone the problem that can't fix it. If I go to Austin and I tell him a problem I got about Chris and he can't fix the problem, but I'm venting on him and the whole th- time I'm sitting there going, I'm going to get something out of this. That's gossip. Can I tell you something? I'm sharing his mess with him because, and he ain't got nothing to do with his mess. It's my job. Matthew 28 tells me to go to the person. Matthew 18, excuse me, tells me to go to the person. Don't share it with other people, right? It's all about, listen, if we cease to be teachable, we will cease to be effective. I, I'm, I'm telling you something that's going to help you in business and in spiritual life. If I cease to sit at the right tables, if I'm the smartest person at the table, can I tell you I'm at the wrong table? It's easier to sit at a table with people that look up to me rather than me look up to them because in that moment, here's, we all have this mechanism that works in our brains, and it's this. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's this. It's I would rather be known as being right than to sit and be quiet and people wonder. I would rather open my mouth and show you how smart I am rather than listen to how smart you are. We all have this ability to do that, right? Some of the wisest people in the world, I was talking to a guy, a friend of mine, he runs thousands of people in his church, multiple campuses, but he's not just a great preacher. He is an amazing leader. He can get you to do anything. It's not manipulation. It's just because he loves you dearly. He's an amazing leader. He sells vision incredibly. Thousands of people, and can I tell you, he can sit in a room with people that have churches that are smaller than him and blend in, and he will never be seen as somebody that's a mega church pastor because he's quiet. Do you know why he's quiet? And I've asked him. Because you can't listen if you're talking the whole time. Jesus had a hard conversation with his guys. And and I want to keep moving on this because here's the thing. He said, "You you get the details of the kingdom. You get the intimate details that nobody else gets because of this. Because your proximity to me. So when I'm sitting, you know why most conversations end up good at a table? It's because we're sitting close to each other. Because we're sitting there, we're sharing a meal, you know, we're having a conversation and we can talk. The problem is, is most of us want a word from God, but we ain't close enough to hear his voice. We want God to teach us something, tell us something, get us to a place of, 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 of breakthrough in our lives. Give, give us this revelation, God. Tell me what I need to do in my marriage, but I ain't talked to him except on Sunday mornings. And I'll throw my hands in the air and get hyped when the pastor gets up on the stage. But other than that, I'm not opening my Bible. I'm not trying to discipline myself to read it. I'm not trying to pray. I'm not trying to hear you, God. I just need you to give me a breakthrough. That's not God. That's a gumball machine. Let me put in a prayer, turn the knob, and get an answer out. That's not how God works. God works on the act and the law of discipline, not the law of you telling him what he needs to do. I want to go down to verses 21 through 24. 
I want you to stick with me because this thing isn't hard to grasp today. 21 through 24, he tells him, he says, you get, the, you get the mystery of the kingdom. And then in verse 21 through 24, he says this, and he was saying to them, this is after the ever known, the ever popular parable of the sower. And he says this, a lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it? Or under a bed, is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed. He says the kingdom of God is hidden He says that in scripture that the kingdom of God is hidden. It's hidden in a field. It's hidden here. It's hidden there. But it's to be revealed, right? It's not hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. (laughs) If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was saying to them, listen to this, take care of what you listen to by your standard of measure. It will be measured to you. In other words, how you live, what you listen to, the disciplines you have, it's the same measure that he pours out the secrets of the kingdom to you and to me. And more will be given to you besides. Now listen, listen, listen. This is is good stuff, right? Now there's a difference. He tells him this. He says in, in, in 21, he says, everything that I'm hiding, everything you think I'm hiding in the parables through the kingdom, listen to me, is meant to be revealed. But I can't reveal something that they're not ready to inherit. I can't give them something they're not ready to receive, right? So if I were to sit at this table and none of them were ready for anything, right? They just ate. They're not ready for the meal. And I just started throwing out food on this table and they weren't ready to receive it. The food would sit here and go bad. God will not let the mysteries of the kingdom go bad on the table. He needs you to be ready to inherit them, to receive them, to eat them, to digest them, and to live them out, first of all. And so here's what we do a lot of times. We got to understand this, right? We got to understand there's a difference in listening and hearing. Most of us want to hear God, but we don't want to listen to God. Here's the difference, okay? I can tell my son, go clean up your room. And he can hear me and not do it. But if he's listening to me, he will get up put the Xbox controller down, put his double-stuffed Oreo on the table, go to his room and clean up the mess. Hearing is you don't comprehend and you don't care. Come on. It's just like this. John, I love you, man. You're awesome. Tell me about your week this week. Hey, I don't care. So the thing is, is like, my week was terrible. How many kids you got? I got three, too. Yeah? Where did y'all go yesterday? We had a birthday party for Kylie yesterday. And it was crazy at Chuck E. Cheese. It was just nuts, right? But I got like literally, she got 2,100 tickets from the games. It was insane, right? Now listen, I didn't hear a word he just said to me, did I? You know why? Because I was hearing but not listening. Because I was trying to listen to him to respond rather than understand. Listen, when I get to a place to where I want to hear the word of the Father, oftentimes we listen to respond to him so that he's impressed by our knowledge rather than listening to understand so that I can live out what he's telling me. How do I know this is an epidemic in our world today? Because we would rather, we want a voice in our lives. We want a leader. We want somebody to do that and tell us what we need to do in our lives until we get one. And then we'll get offended by it. Tell me how to get closer to God. Well, here's what you need to do. You need to quit living with, you, with, your, uh, 
with your significant other. You need to quit having sex out of marriage. You need to start giving and tithing. You need to start doing all those things. If you do those things, it's not me judging you because if you do it or not, I ain't going to love you any less. It's up to you. It's not up to me. I can't live my life for you. You need to quit doing these things. If you quit doing these things, you'll probably get closer to God. And you also need to develop a discipline. You need to learn how to love your husband. You need to learn how to love your wife. You need to learn how to parent your kids. You need to create a discipline of devotional integrity so that you're getting in the word and you're listening to his voice. And you need to develop a discipline of worship so that the pastor doesn't have to come up and scream and shout and catch a cramp in his rib cage so that you can get all hyped up for worship. Like you need to develop those things. If you develop those things, you're going to get closer to God. Oh, pastor, don't tell me that. You're a jerk. You're judgmental. And you don't need to tell me those things. You know why you just made that, that sound? Because you know somebody that's done it. We want a leader until we get a leader because we're not ready for somebody to be a voice. And, when, and the way that we treat the voices in our life is the way we treat his voice in our life. Can I tell you that? It is an extension of the way that he, we treat his voice. We will look at him and go, don't tell me I need to give up 10% of my money. Yeah, but I'm telling you, like God's sitting up there going, I'm telling you, if you do, then, then Malachi chapter 3 comes into your life to where I promise you that I'll provide everything you need, I'll protect everything you have, and I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't contain and you can't create on your own. Don't tell me I need to give up my money. I got a truck payment to make this week. This is hard. That's why he looked at the crowds and only taught in parables. But when he got to the table... He shared the kingdom secrets because they were hearing him. They were listening. And, 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 and later in the scriptures in Mark chapter 6, it says that he sent them out two by two. Why? It wasn't because he looked at them and said, they wear skinny jeans, they look cool, they got lights when they worship. They know how to play a guitar or a keyboard. It wasn't because they pray 35 minutes a day and read six devotionals at one time, but they never comprehend anything that they're reading. It wasn't any of that. It was because they were at the right table. It was because the kingdom message was being inherited into their body and down and, and digested by their spirit so that now they were sitting at the table and he could look and go, look, Brian, the truth is you're going to mess it up, man. You're going to need more faith and you're going to need to pray better. Phil, I'm going to tell you, you're going to mess it up. You're going to tick somebody off. John, you're intimidating looking as it is. Some people don't want you praying for them because they're scared you're going to crush their skull when you lay your hand on them. The truth of the matter is you guys are all going to struggle in some ways, but you've sat at the right table for the amount of time and you haven't just heard me you've listened to me when I tell you you need to fast and pray more you fast and pray more when I tell you you need to sacrifice you sacrifice whatever it is you sat at the table and now that you're at the table I know who I can trust and I will send you out two by two to change the world the only way we will ever be called to change the world is if we sit at the right table listen to his voice and the voice of those he's put in us so that he can trust us with the kingdom of God Every single place that we go, we can't, listen, we can't expect to grow and sit at the same table we've always sat at. I got to sit with these guys and I got to understand that when these guys start going down too far, hey guys, I love you, 
Brian, I love you, man. Appreciate the times we shared together, Phil. I love you, dude. You the man. You the man. I love you. John, we still going to work out on Monday mornings at 5 a.m. Every morning at 5 a.m. We're going to do them pull-ups that I struggle with. We're going to do all that stuff, John. We're still going to do that. We're going to hang out. I love you guys. But here's the deal, guys. I'm at a level now. I got to go to another level. I got to go to another table. I'd love it if you came with me, but it's your choice. I won't sever relationship with you, but I just can't hear your voice in the midst of God's voice sometimes. I got to change my table. And so I got to go sit. And it doesn't mean that they're terrible. Here's what it means. I'm trying to get to a level that I've never been at, and I can't be around people that are still at the level they've been at since they were 13. If I don't love my wife better today than I did when I accepted Jesus Six years ago, I'm not sitting at the right tables. Come on. If I'm not more generous today than I was a year ago when I gave my life to Christ, I'm not sitting at the right tables. I might be hearing what they're saying, but I'm not listening to what he's saying. You follow me today? Pros pay for criticism. Pros need a voice. Pros need somebody to critique. Pros need somebody at the table that critiques them and helps them and grows them. Amateurs look at them and tell them to shut up because I'm offended at what you just told me. Don't you dare tell me my attitude is bad whenever I show up and I serve from 6.30 until 1 o'clock on Sundays. Well, if your attitude's bad, guess what? We probably need to know it. Because here's the thing about a table. Listen. These guys, and, and I'm, I'm friends with these guys. These guys do sit at my table, and I'm proud to say that along with many others. I'm friends with these guys. I know these guys. Personally, here's the deal. These guys see things in me that are blind spots for myself. They can look at me and go, you know what, Pastor? That was kind of a not a really good move there. <laughs> John and I work out. I hadn't been able to work out for a while. You know when he still texts me every day? Hey, you ready to go to the gym yet? You ready to go to the gym? You know why? Because he sees a blind spot that I'm getting weak. No, because it's a discipline thing, right? They see things in us we don't see because we're blinded to it. I want, I want, to, I want to read one last scripture to you, and I'm, I'm closing right here. I didn't even go through half my notes. It's good, right? Y'all getting something out of this that's helping anybody? Proverbs 12. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1. Is it on the screen? Proverbs 12 and 1. Listen to me. says this. I love this scripture. Don't get mad at me. This is the Bible. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Now listen to this last line. But he who hates reproof is stupid. That's the Bible. If John 3.16 is true, Proverbs 12.1 has to be. <laughs> he who hates reproof is stupid. I can't help but think about the disciples sitting at the table with Jesus. And, them look, and when Jesus said, you have little faith, they look at him and go, you lost your mind, Jesus. What's wrong with you? And they just start arguing back with him. And I can imagine Jesus looking at him and going, he who hates reproof is stupid. We will never be a pro until we're willing to sit at tables that challenge us. 
That's at God's table. It's at our, the table of our connections, our leaders, our pastors. Don't be in a place to where we get so offended that the offense builds offense that we can't get past. People will hurt us. Things will happen. We won't fully grasp it. But if we don't have people at the table that make us better, can I tell you something? We will always stay in the minor leagues. Don't be somebody that prays for a voice and then when the voice comes, you get mad at it. Let them do what they need to do to be a voice in your life. You don't need more friends. you got plenty of those. You need voices. You need a voice. There's one voice at the top. Our leaders, we just talked about this Monday night a little bit. But listen, I had this plan well before he even came and talked to us about leadership. Here's the truth. Listen, listen. If you want to elevate your life with God, if you want to break through, can I tell you what's going to make the difference? How much do you listen? How much do you listen to the voices that he's put in your life? Your friends are those voices. Your pastors are those voices. Your leaders and life group leaders are those voices. And I've got to be willing to let these guys say things that I don't like so that I can grow to places I've never been. Or else I'll always stay where I'm at. You with me today? So my prayer today is this. This Going Pro series has been one that I designed that I wanted to help you in life, no matter where you were. My prayer today is this, is that we would be pros and that God would break the spirit of offense off of every single one of us and bring voices into our life that we honor and listen to, not that we get mad at and dishonor we grow and that we would allow our our ears to be open because he says in verse 24 I didn't get to get into it he says that you have to be careful what you hear some of us can't get past our current level with God because we're hearing the wrong things get away from the people that are making you hear the things that are contrary to the word of God you don't have to cut them off but you don't have to listen you with me? Can you stand to your feet with me real quick today? Can I tell you something? Listening to God is not something you do by accident. It's something you do by discipline. And so my prayer today is that we would walk out of here and we would become disciplined to sitting at the table and listening to God. Father, we honor you in this house. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your spirit and your presence in this place, God. Lord, you are worthy. And so, God, we pull up a chair and we say, teach us. Guide us, lead us, take us further, God. Whatever you say we will do, we will not hear it. We will listen to it. We will get it wrong. We will mess it up. But that does not mean that we will not try, that we will not listen. It just means that you will hold our hand through the midst of it and bring us to a place of redemption and grace. God, let this series, Going Pro, take us to another level in our lives, God, so that we can come to a place to where we can show people not only do they matter, but we matter and we all matter to God. 
Let us listen, listen with open ears, with open hearts and open spirits in this room today. Because I believe, God, that you permeated our souls and you permeated our hearts so that we can move closer to you. We're not here for us. We're here for you. Take us further, faster. God, we honor you. In your holy name we pray. Amen and amen. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church Podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.